0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This week on the O Show podcast, Hunter Shelton from Fifty Fifty Booking and Lamar Fields from Belly Up Sports joined the podcast to talk a little baseball. We had a lot go down this past week in the Dodgers making history at Chavez Ravine. Three walk-offs, three rookies, three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Matt Beattie, Alex Verdugo, and Will Smith making history for Dave Roberts squad, who who's on a magical tear right now, uh in La La Land. The Yankees on a tear of their own acquire Edwin and Carnal Sion, arguably the best. Uh, offense in the American League, if not the entire MLB, one of the deadliest lineups I've ever seen, personally. Albert Pujols returned to St. Louis after eight years. The last game he played at Busch Stadium was in Game 7 of the 2011 World Series against the Texas Rangers. Hard to believe the Angels haven't visited St. Louis once in the last eight years, almost a full decade since Albert Pujols returned to St. Louis, got a big hug hug from Yaddy Molina, goes yard into the Cardinals' bullpen. It was a good weekend for Albert, we'll get into that. Pete Alonso's on a tear, 27 home runs, has already broken the single season home run record for rookies in the Mets organization set by Daryl Strawberry back in the 80s. So Pete Alonso, he's pretty good. Pete Alonso equals good. Uh, All-Star Game voting equals bad. The All-Star Game voting has taken a turn for the worse this year as many great players are getting snubbed. Uh, Xander Bogarts leads the American League in almost every offensive category. He's only making the All-Star Game. Alex Cora decides he wants him to be in the All-Star Game, which he will. He's his manager, and he knows how damn good he is. He's sixth in the uh, American League All-Star Game voting for shortstops behind guys like Carlos Correa who haven't even played this year. That's when you know something's wrong. Pete Alonzo also getting snubbed. Rafael Devers. Gio Urshela is currently second. I love the guy. Big Yankee fan. Love Gio Urshela. He's been awesome. Shouldn't be second behind Alex Bregman in the All-Star Game voting at third base. So we'll get into that and much more on this edition of the O Show podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. But first, before we get to Hunter and before we get to Lamar, let's take this quick message from TickPick. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online, no hidden fees, search and buy now 100% authentic tickets, best price guarantee, 24 seven customer service. Buy, bid on and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your, per- your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web. Authentic, valid tickets backed by our 100% money-back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. 24th 2019 we got hunter shelton and lamar fields with us from belly up sports boys welcome to the show of o's the number one show of o's the o show podcast yes you're welcome so here's what i want to talk about today with you boys all belly up baseball guys i want to get into first the dodgers three-game sweep of the colorado rockies because never before in history have we seen it before Back-to-back-to-back to back to back walk-off home runs by three rookies for the Dodgers. I want to get into a little bit about the New York Yankees' current tear in the AL East because they have the deadliest lineup in professional sports as we speak. Currently up 10-2 to on the Toronto Blue Jays. Carlos Stanton just hit like a 450-foot nuke to dead center over the bullpen. Uh, Pete Alonso on a very, very, very intense tear. With the New York Mets right now, 27 home runs in the first half, and we're not even close to done. Uh, All-star game voting, a, a lot of guys are getting snubbed. Xander Bogarts, Pete Alonzo, they stand out among the rest. And we'll get into a little bit about Albert Pujols' return to St. Louis, where he uh, he went yard. So, first, Los Angeles Dodgers. You had Matt Beattie. You had Will Smith. Not the actor, but the guy who got called up from Oklahoma City, AAA, on Sunday. And then you had Alex Verdugo on Saturday. So what do you guys think of this? I Like, this is insane to me. This Dodger team is insanely special this year. A team probably going back to the World Series for the third year in a row.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it just, everything's going their way right now. You know, you've got, like, you've got Cody Bellinger leading the way. And then with all these young guys contributing, it's, it's it seems like it's a different dude every day with a couple consistents. And, I mean, what they're, like, 54 and 25 as of right now. They, they seem unstoppable. They have no competition in the West. It's, it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it's very impressive. I didn't see them. I thought they was going to take a step back after losing the World Series last year, but they look like they focused on trying to win the World Series this year, which I still don't think they're going to do, but it probably could happen.
1: I, I really just want to see them go back just to lose three years in a row. That, that's my hope with the Dodgers this year. Go back three years in a row, the trifecta, and lose all three years. They could be like the Buffalo Bills of the MLB in the 21st century. Yeah. But to me, like... Do I know, af- know if that's happened MLB. I I'd have to look into it. Maybe you could look that up right now. I don't know if any team in MLB history has ever lost... I know not four in a row. I don't know about three in a row. Definitely two in a row. The Rangers did it a few years ago. Yeah,
2: the Rangers. Yeah, it comes to mind.
1: Uh, but... To me, after the Dodgers lost the World Series in 2017 to the Astros, they took a step back in the first three months of the year in 2018 and had to climb their way back. Yeah. They actually played a one a game 163 against the Rockies uh, last year to win the division Then ended up just beating up on a hot Brewers team in seven games, go back to the World Series just to choke against the Boston Red Sox. And now they're coming out of the gates, firing on all cylinders, like you just said, Hunter. Cody Bellinger having an MVP-like year with 25 bombs already. Alex Verdugo breaking out of his shell. Walker Buehler, the next young stud, behind Clayton Kershaw on the rotation. Everything just seems to be going right for them. Uh, I remember last year in the World Series, they had two different lines. This year, they have one solid core that they can go to. They have Justin Turner up there. They have Cody Bellinger. Alex Verdugo's heating up, like I said. Uh, last year I remember they had literally like a lefty lineup where they would bring out uh, Cody Bellinger at first base they had Jock Peterson that they could go to and right and then I remember the right-handed lineup they had Max Muncy, who they still have don't utilize that well this year and he really hasn't had that great of a year compared to last year where he broke out in a big way but they also have uh, they had Matt Kemp last year like they, they had two different lineups and I remember the World Series game one or game two Cody Bellinger is on the bench, and Matt Kemp starting, which made no sense to me. Like, the lefty-righty matchups, like, really don't matter. They do not matter when it comes to Cody Bellinger or Jock Peterson. Matt Kemp could use a day off if not Cody Bellinger, so it just didn't make sense to me. But this year, they're really firing on all all cylinders, and again, I I see them going back to the World Series. I think they're the clear-cut favorites in the NL, but... Time will tell if they win. I have no and idea. So, at
2: that, uh, stat, so three teams have returned to the World Series a third straight time after losing two in a row, which is the 09 Tigers, the 1913 New York Giants, and the 1923 New York Yankees. And I believe all three of them won that year. So um, we'll see if the Dodgers can join that uh, small company.
1: So no team in history has ever lost three World Series in a row. It's
2: never been back-to-back-to-back defeats.
1: So they have an opportunity to make history this year. The Los Angeles Dodgers have had an insane run this year. They just completed a three-game sweep of the Colorado Rockies. Matt Beattie, Alex Verdugo, and Will Smith, three walk-off home runs off the bat of three rookies, made history, and we'll see if they make history later on in the year to become the first team in Major League Baseball history to lose three World Series in a row. And you know who that, that, yeah, that team, that AL team that they're going to lose to. It's not the Minnesota Twins, Hunter. Hunter's a big Minnesota Twins fan. It's going to be the New York Yankees. And here's why. They have the deadliest lineup in the American League, if not the American League East. I mean, one through nine, arguably the greatest lineup that they've dished out in the last decade. You have DJ LeMahieu, you got Aaron Judge, you got Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, Edwin Encarnacion, Glaber Torres, Aaron Hicks. Am I forgetting anybody? Was that eight? Um,
2: I think you got him. Uh, I think you got them all, honestly. Yeah, no, regardless, it's...
1: Didi uh, Gregorius. It's a the guy dude, who had 27 dude, home dude, runs last dude, year. It, it's insane what they're doing. I mean, they were down 2-0 in the bottom of the fifth in tonight's game. It's the top of the seventh, and they're up 10-2. I mean, yeah, they,
0: yeah. th-
1: things right. changed like that, like just snapping the fingers. Uh, Aaron Judge has not really been that, all that great since coming off the DL. Give him time, of course, though. He's going to go on a tear where he hits 15 home runs in 25 games. Giancarlo hit a 445-foot bomb over the left center field wall tonight. Hopefully, if he can get going, if him and Judge get going alongside Gary Sanchez, who's having a career year, historic year for a Yankee catcher, for all catchers in the MLB, I think he has 23 home runs, which is the most ever by a catcher in the first half of the season. And then Luke Voigt, also up there, 19 home runs. Uh, Lemayhu, like I mentioned, a huge bat in that lineup. He's probably been the best offseason signing Brian Cashman's made thus far. He has 10 I mean, he home runs. Tonight too. <laughs> he, he's incredible. He's my new favorite player. Miguel yeah, Andahar is so the past. the Yankees past. have
2: six guys in double-digit home runs, and, you know, we're at the end of June.
1: I mean, they're going to beat their own record from last year for most home runs ever in a season.
2: Right, and that's six guys, four. and not including Aaron Judge and Giancarlo.
1: Giancarlo so, hit know, his like first Aaron. of the year tonight. It, it's June 24th. Giancarlo Stanton hit his first home run of the season, and the Yankees are primed and ready to win their 50th game of the year tonight. If I told you that at it's the beginning of the impressive. season, you would say I'm crazy.
2: Right, and I mean, like, when they went out and they made that Encarnacion pickup, it was like, well, this is just like it's unnecessary, you know. But I mean, it, it's like it's an embarrassment of riches they have in the batter's box right now.
1: Oh, I mean, there's Red Sox fans everywhere. Like, why do they need him? Like, why? Why was this move made? Encarnacion. And, and you know,
2: when, when you're the Yankees, sometimes it's it's why not.
1: I mean, Brian Cashman basically just got bored. Eh. Well, let's go get the AL home run leader. I mean, we need pitching. Yeah, that was a big one. They need pitching. I mean, Paxton has, hasn't has really lived up to his reputation. Tanaka's been on and off again. Severino's not coming back until after the All-Star break. Sabathia, it's, you know, at best five, six innings with him. Hap's been horrendous. Hap has not been good. Hap equals bad. J.A. Hap has not been the pitcher he was last year. So the Yankees need to go out and get a big ace of the staff, and uh, I hear I'm Brian Cashman.
2: Domingo herman has been great, though
1: he has been Domingo on a Sunday. Herman. I think he already has nine wins. He he went on the IL too. Hopefully he'll be right. back. He'll he'll have that innings limit though after he reaches either a buck fifty or two hundred innings. So they might not even have him for the playoffs. But the big rumor swirling around is, and he's probably not even going to be made available. The toughest sob in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, Brian Cashman says he's gonna do whatever it takes to go after Max Scherzer. Mm,
0: and yeah, to me... That's huge signing. I'm
2: a trade. Could you imagine that? Max Scherzer in pinstripes. It, the, the shoe imagine fits.
1: all the angry baseball fans around the world. Yeah.
2: The shoe fits, for sure. He seems like a... Scherzer seems like a guy who would embrace that evil empire role.
1: I mean, he's got the black eye to go with it. All he's what got to do was shave. A day after taking a... So he was... In the batting cage, squaring down to bunt, and it hits him in the eye. So, it, off the bat, ricochets, hits him in the eye. Yeah, he, apparently, he said it didn't hurt that much. Like, he's had a lot worse injuries that have hurt that didn't look as bad. It just looked terrible. Like, he said that while he was warming up throwing, he could feel his face just throbbing, which he had to get oh, used to, wow. and that was, like, the biggest thing. But Max Scherzer is arguably the toughest SOB in Major League Baseball. And arguably the best pitcher in the National League.
0: Yeah, I think he definitely claimed that title after that. Yeah, if the Yankees get him, I think it's a, I think it's a wrap on the season if they get him.
1: Though I said that when they got uh, Stanton last year, I thought it was a wrap in the AL last year when you had Judge yeah. Stanton Sanchez in the same lineup, and they disappointed. Yeah. Even with the guy, even with Glaber Torres and Miguel Andohar going on the tears that they went on, still couldn't beat the Red Sox.
2: And uh, going back to Encarnacion, I, I don't know if you guys saw this stat, but I was so surprised that since, I think it's 2011, Encarnacion has the most home runs and the most RBIs of any player.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he... I,
2: that, that kind of shocked me.
1: He's you only know, behind uh, Albert Pujols, I think, for most home runs by an active player.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I did. When I was doing an article on him for the, on the trade for Billy, uh, yeah, I was going through his, you know, re- reference page and saw all the... He was, he was crushing home runs for Toronto.
1: I mean, yeah, he, he's,
0: he's been a consistent
2: slugger. He, yeah. you know, he's just been great.
1: I mean, he, he, he noticeably, like, it was very visible to me that he was not happy playing in Seattle because there was no intention of winning there.
2: Right. He
1: just seemed miserable, yeah. and he's still putting up 21 home runs in his time there, leading the American League.
2: Yeah, and what a disappointment Seattle has been after, like, the amazing— they were the best team in baseball, like, the first, like, two or three weeks, and then they just totally right. dropped off in other sellers.
1: Well, my it's big it's thing with them thing. was always, like, they won 89 games last year, I think. Now, you can double-check yeah. that, but I think they were 89-73, and 73, literally were in the playoff race throughout the entire year, kind of slowed down towards the end and got knocked out. But they were right there, and they, they haven't made the playoffs in over 18 years now, and then they just cleaned house. I don't think they needed to clean house. I think they were good to go with what they had. I mean, they had Paxton at the top of the rotation. You have an ailing Felix Hernandez. He's not King Felix anymore. He's just Felix Hernandez, unfortunately. But they had a pretty solid rotation. Uh, They just added that Japanese guy this year. They had Robbie Cano at second base. They had Gene Segura at shortstop. They had a solid lineup. I I don't understand why they cleaned house, and now this year... They already got rid of Jay Bruce, they got rid of Edwin Encarnacion, everyone's gone. Like there, There's no excitement there in Seattle until September rolls around and the Seahawks are back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right, yeah.
1: Regardless, I thank the Seattle Mariners, they made the Yankees lineup 10 times better. Hunter, I'm going to give you your uh, 60 seconds on the Minnesota Twins. I think they currently have the best record in the American League right now. I'll give you more than sixty seconds. We could talk about the Twins for a little bit. Right
2: now, they're fifty and twenty-seven. You know, they're actually going through like I don't know. I wouldn't call it a struggling stretch, but you know, they've been losing a few more games than they have been at the beginning of the season. They're they're crushing the Central. You know, the Indians are beat up. The White Sox are young. They're not ready yet. The Tigers and the Royals are going to have to go through whatever rebuilding phases they're going to try and go through. And it's the Twins division. They're just it's a bunch of young like it's a ragtag group of guys the the joe mauer leader is gone dozier's gone more no that era has passed it's new byron buxton is finally evolving into like the potential 5 tool player um max kepler is having a heck of a year eddie rosario their entire outfield's great cj crone nelson cruz they've been great pickups jonathan Scope's been great at second jorge polanco i believe he's third or fourth in uh, the mlb and hits kyle gibson Pineda. um uh, Barrios has been great. Jake O'Dorizzi has been as advertised as he wasn't last year. The Bullpen's not giving away games like they like they did in the um stretch of the season last year. It's just been they're they're just winning games, whether it's out slugging teams or winning like these close two one uh pitchers duels, they're like they're not choking away games, they're finding ways to get the W. And that's what's been so fun to watch about them this year.
1: And really, they really already they were the first fifty win team in the league. Uh, I saw that game the other night against Boston, seventeen innings. Yes, I stayed up for it. I'm an avid Dude, baseball fan.
2: Great. Alex Cora's meltdown, fantastic.
1: <laughs> oh, I always love to see that stuff happen.
2: Yeah, no, and exactly. You hate it's to games see it. like those. It's yeah. games like those that they win, and you're like, all right, this team's got it. Like, do I think they're gonna like go on some magical run and win the World Series? You know, probably not. They're really young, and they're still a little bit inconsistent in the bullpen, but. I mean, like, Rocco Baldelli, manager of the year, right now, without a doubt.
1: I mean, to me, oh, yeah, if they if, if they can lock up the best record in the American League, and it, it's still a long ways away, but if they can continue this and lock up the best record in the American League, that changes everything for them because now they play the team who wins the wild card game, which is looking like it's going to be Maybe right. the Rays, the Red Sox, the, Indian, the Rangers. Like Baker,
2: the, other team in
1: the Indians could climb their way back in, the White Sox, but at the same time, like none of those teams are gonna overpower the Twins, in my estimation. Yeah, no, no, I
2: think I think it's very fair to say that the Twins are the third best team in the American League behind Houston and New York, whichever you want to put one or two. I mean I could like you know, I could toot the red horn every day, but I think that, that's a fair placement, putting them third. If
1: it, if like if they win the best record in the American League, though. They get past whoever it is unless, again, Boston returns to 2018 form and annihilates the possible. American League.
2: And the Indians, if they get healthy, we've seen the kind of runs they can go on. Terry Francona's got that in his locker.
1: Um, right. Though, once they get to the playoffs, you never know. Mm-hmm. You get past the wild card team you move to the ALCS like that, you're either playing the Yankees or the Astros. That's when it gets tough.
2: Which, for our sake, I hope it's Houston because the Yankees have just absolutely owned the Twins. Well, that,
1: that, that was going to be my next thing. Like The Yankees just historically yeah. like have no issues with the Twins. The Twins came in the Yankee Stadium yeah. this year, the best team in baseball, and the Yankees literally, like Gio Urshela was our five-hitter in that series, yeah. and the Yankees still won two out of three like it was nobody's business.
2: Yeah, no, it was. It's been tough. I specifically remember one game. I it late 2000s, uh, Scott Baker carried a no hitter into like it was like nine and a or it was eight and a third, and then like we blew the game and like managed to lose like three one or something like that. It's just like those type of games. <laughs> we've we've never been able to just like get past the Yankees. It's 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 one of those like David Goliath type things, which like it could be like a, a big storyline going into October this year. Like
1: they they could they could win one hundred and fifteen games this year and still get swept by the Yankees and the ALDS. Oh, you
2: know, very I plausible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very plausible. So I'm a Yankee fan. He's a Twins fan. What about you, Lamar?
0: Oh, Giants
1: fan. Yeah, Bay Area. I was gonna say Giants or A's. Yeah, yeah.
0: I grew up a Giants fan. Condemned for us right now.
1: Did you did you take for granted all those days with Madison Bumgardner? I'm
0: about I'm about waiting for him to go, man. <laughs> I imagine. Everybody, every time somebody hit a home run off, you want to fight, like man. Let it go.
1: Now, what do you think of it? Yeah. So the Max Muncy home run. What what what's your take on that? Because to me, Max Muncy really didn't do a damn thing.
0: He didn't do nothing. He hit the ball. Looked at it for like maybe two or three seconds. Then took off running. and I was like.
1: Like, he clubbed it into McCovey's Cove, yeah. but he literally dropped the bat, put his head down, ran to first, and, Matt, and Madison Bumgarner's barking at him like he did yeah. something, like as if it was Barry Bonds hitting seven fifty six, putting, his, hair up, putting yeah. his hands up in the air and just standing there for 10 seconds. It's not what he did. Yeah.
0: Personally, I, personally, I think it's a Dodger thing with him. We don't like the Dodgers, so...
1: <laughs> like, that, that, that's just nonsense to me. It's not really a guy I'd want on my team at this point. I know everything that he's done in his career and throughout the playoffs. Like I got the three World yeah. Series, but and especially that twenty fourteen yeah, series.
0: Yeah, I love yeah, him I, for I, that. But I think sometimes look like I mean I don't know if it's if he need to be on a new team might re- revitalize his career. But his velocity is down. His pitches not moving like they used to. Because all these world the post season innings, innings add up. Wear on his arm like he did Matt Cain.
1: <sighs> Matt Cain. Yeah.
0: What a
2: rotation that was: Bumgarner, Kane, Lincecum.
1: Remember Barry Zito. Zito.
0: Barry Zito. Those were
1: the days. Kane.
0: That's I. I think I was so mad when they gave Barry. I was so mad Barry Zito all that money. <laughs> you know, definitely a, a tough time to be a Giants fan right now.
1: Yeah, yeah sorry, Lamar. Sure.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, I was shocked when they was trying to get Bryce Harper. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was like, Giants oh, you know, never spend like, money like that.
2: The Giants are still like, I mean, granted they haven't been that great, but I would still say like wearing a Giants uniform is kind of like a destination franchise in a way. I mean, it's no like yeah. Yankees or Cubs or anything, but like you know, it's a, it's a, it's a story franchise.
1: And definitely one of the strongest fan bases in baseball too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. if, if not one of the best. Uh, and last year, I know they tried to make a run out of it. They acquired uh, Andrew McCutcheon and then Evan Longoria from the Rays just to see if they could yep. catch lightning in a bottle with them. Maybe it was change of scenery, would change things for them. Obviously, it did not. McCutcheon gets no, traded to the Yankees. Longoria yeah, Longo Longo's just a bust right now towards the end of his career. Um, yeah. But yeah, tough to be a Giants fan. Sorry we're bloating about the Yankees and the Twins right now. T- times are good over here, yeah. but a
2: Twins fan, man, I gotta enjoy it while I was here. Never know.
1: Yeah, it, it's gonna be gone in a blink of an eye if you face the Yankees in the division <laughs> series. I'm telling ya. Bro, very like, you, very best four games with you
2: about it, Jack, because like it's just gonna happen. <laughs> you,
1: you just know as soon as you get there, like, eh, I'm not I mean, even gonna watch.
2: Right, it's like being like a lifelong Auburn football fan. It's like you know we're gonna win an Iron Bowl occasionally, but you know I'm not. It's I'll no guarantee.
1: Um, let's talk about Albert Pujols' return to St. Louis so this this is astonishing to me that it took him what, eight years to finally play a game at Busch Stadium like the Angels haven't visited Busch Stadium once in the last eight years or was Albert Pujols just like on the I.L. interesting like to me like eight years I feel like the Angels at least visited there once maybe he was on the D.L. at the time I don't know But eight years since returning to Busch Stadium, literally got an ovation like he was hitting third for the Cardinals. Yeah. Like as if he was on the Cardinals team. Hits a home run on Saturday. Crowd's going nuts like it's game six of the World Series back in 2011 and he hits a home run into the bullpen. And the Cardinals are a good team. They're contenders this year, and uh, they're going bananas for an opposing player, player, which is cool to see how Albert Pujols is that well-respected in St. Louis.
2: No, oh, yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, he, what you know, there's, like, there's Stan usual Rogers Hornsby, there's those guys. Like, Albert Pujols is, like, almost a once-in-a-generation type player, especially for that franchise. I mean, he, so what, he was Rookie of the Year, three-time MVP, at least, probably at least, like, double-digit All-Star games. Right. Uh, I mean, like, 400 home runs, at least, in a Cardinals uniform. I mean, dude was a monster, the best hitter in the game like, you could argue like him or Miguel Cabrera as like, the best hitters in the game for a ridiculous stretch of time in like
1: the 2000s. I think it was around that same time, 2011, 2010, 2011, 2012. I know Miguel Cabrera won them back-to-back MVPs in 2012 and 2013. Like you just said, Miguel Cabrera right. and Albert Pujols were at the front there for those years, and Albert Pujols since... 2000 when he showed up his first year hit 37 home runs hit well over 300 it was
2: one of those guys where like the ball just like sounds different off his bat even at like uh however old he is now like he's still able to put the ball over the fence
1: which is insane i mean i worked for the angels during spring training in tempe and he he'll take batting practice and it just like you you know he's not the same albert Pujols from st louis yeah. But still, when he connects, like, bat to barrel right on the sweet spot, like, it's a different sound. Like, him and Trout stand among the rest. You got, like, Upton there, you have Otani, you have Simmons. Pujols and Trout, it just sounds different off the bat.
2: And it's it's funny that Pujols and Trout are on the same team now. It's sort of like a passing of the torch of, like, you know, just the elite of the elite when it comes to being in the batter's box.
1: And just think back in 2012 when they signed him, they had Trout as a rookie, and they had Albert Pujols, their big signing. They thought they were going to be one of the best teams in the American League. And Albert yeah, Pujols never really. think that
2: it's crazy to think that Pujols has been in LA for eight years.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's
1: true. And by the time his like, contract's is, think, over, it'll I, be this even. year or
2: next year, it'll be his twentieth season, right?
1: So he was with St. Louis yeah. for twelve years. If got two thousand through two thousand eleven. By the time this contract's over, ten or eleven years. I mean, obviously, when he goes to the Hall of Fame, he's going in with the Cardinals. But that's that's just astonishing to yeah. me. That yeah.
2: any for I mean, players nowadays to get twenty years in the bigs is impressive. And you're like, we see it like with pitchers every now and then, but as like a hitter to be like obviously Pujols, like he went down the slope as he got older, but he was never a liability at the plate. Like you could sort of say that Miguel Cabrera is right now for Detroit. I mean, he's just been a consistent hitter for twenty years which is such a hard thing to
1: do. And he did drop he off a little bit when he got there. Like, when he first got to Anaheim, he was not the player everybody expected him to be. And as he got older, people right. just started expecting that he wasn't going to be the same player he was in St. Louis, but he's still been a solid hitter.
2: Three, four years ago, he made an All-Star game again for, like, the first time since leaving St. Louis. Right. 2015, he made the All-Star team. It's 40 home runs that year. That's crazy Oof. stuff for, for him to be able to recapture. And I feel like... Everything that, like, his entire career with St. Louis, like, the two World Series championships, I felt like all those moments were just sort of recaptured, like, over this past weekend when he revisited. Oh, 100%. Like like we said, it was like he never left.
1: 100%. I mean, and all of his accomplishments, like, not all of his accomplishments, but a lot of his milestone moments have been with the Angels. You know, like, his 600th home run, 500th home run, uh, his 3,000th hit last year. But this weekend was like the culmination of his career, returning to St. Louis and hitting one about 400 feet, and everybody's going nuts, which was a pretty cool thing to see. Uh, From one history-making moment with Albert Pujols, let's talk about a historic rookie season that Pete Alonso's had with the New York Mets. He already has 27 home runs. He hit like four this weekend at Wrigley Field. All of them just jaw-dropping shots. Like, this guy's hitting the ball out of the park faster than I think Aaron Judge did his rookie year.
2: Such an easy, sweet swing, too.
1: I mean, sometimes he's not even swinging all the way through, and it's just getting out of the ballpark. Yeah. It's like a golf swing part. sometimes.
2: Another one of those guys where, like, you know, he just kind of, like, came up and, like, oh, who's this Pete Alonso kid? And he's just, I mean, dude, like, he's he's already passed Daryl Strawberry for the most uh, amount of home runs in a rookie season by... Uh, a rookie for the Mets, and we're not at the All-Star break. No. And he's already smashed that right
1: now. I don't think anybody's hit this much home runs in the first half. Well, I know Aaron Judge did. He had 30 at the All-Star break in 2017. But we're still about three weeks removed from the All-Star game. I I remember Chris Davis with the uh, Orioles hit 37 back in 2013, I think it was. And uh, Pete Alonso still has plenty of time to get there. I mean, he hit four this weekend.
2: Yeah, I mean if he's able to like avoid the the slump out of the gate in the second half, which I mean it'll probably catch him at some point. But I mean he could be he could put on like you know, just absolutely ridiculous numbers and like really etch his name in the history books as a rookie. I and yeah. a rookie of the year for sure, right?
1: I mean the only guy you got Soroka with the Braves, but yeah, so I don't I don't know if he holds well. a candle to Pete Alonso. And just think how good okay. the Mets offense could be. If Yoannis Cespedes didn't step in a ditch, dude, and dude, if I gonna and if David Wright could stay healthy, yeah, no good. Cindergard stays we're healthy we're at the top of the rotation. Good. You got Cindergard, Degrom, Wheeler, and Mats to go with that bullpen, and you have Wright, Cespedes, and Alonzo at your core in the lineup. They could it's easily just, contend for the just, NL East it's every year. Mets,
2: you know? it's, they just, just that it's just the Mets, you know. it's just the Mets.
1: Like, you can compare the New York Mets to, like, the Von Erich family in wrestling. They're just, like, conceited with bad luck every single year. Just
2: I mean, like, Vargas and Callaway, like, Vargas having to be restrained from getting at a reporter. Like, it's just, it's a Mets thing, you know? Those things just happen when you wear Mets uniforms. I mean, the New York media is, like, you know, we know how the New York media is in the first place. But, I mean, it... It's just one of those things. It's just when you wear the orange and blue in New York instead of the, the pinstripes, it's just like bad luck is destined to come. Your way. I mean, I
1: feel like the biggest example of that was in 2014 when Chris Young signed the one-year contract with the Mets. Had a terrible year, like horrific, historically bad year. Was hitting like a buck seventy five when they dropped him in August. And the Yankees picked him up on waivers in September. And he had 10 home runs in September. Almost got yeah. them back in the playoff push in 2014.
2: The Yankees always seem to get the best out of guys when they're having down years. Like I remember last year with the Twins, Lance Lynn just wasn't getting it done, and then comes over to New York, shaves the beard, starts throwing well. Just one of those things. I don't know, changes the scenery work for guys, but especially when you're going from one side of New York to the other, it, it's odd.
1: I mean, who the hell knew who this Luke Voigt guy was with the St. Louis Cardinals? <laughs> Uh, who the hell knew who Gio Urshela was with the Indians, and now the guy's in second behind Alex Bregman in the All Star game voting for third baseman.
2: And it's hard to argue. Normally, like with the fan vote, you know, you could, you could, like back when Jeter and A Rod were in, it was like, okay, they're going to be starting shortstop, third base every year. That's just how it is. There's an abundance of Yankees fans. They're going to vote, vote, vote. But it's, it's hard to argue against most of the Yankees guys. You know, they're just, they're just playing really good baseball.
1: I mean. They have a finalist at every position. I think. I think Luke Voigt leads at first. LeMahieu second at second base. Glaber Torres second at short, and then Gio Urshela second at a uh, third base. And Aaron Judge is even a finalist. He hasn't even played at all this year. That's one of that's one of the things yeah, we'll get into. There's a lot of like fan. A lot of people think that fan voting should be revoked. It should be removed going forward because there's a lot of guys that have been snubbed this year. I mean, Pete Alonzo, we just talked about him, a historic rookie year, ain't going to the All-Star game unless uh, Dave Roberts picks him for the All-Star game as a reserve.
2: Yeah,
1: that's a joke. Yeah. Um, Xander Bogarts leads uh, the AL among shortstops in batting average, home runs, doubles, RBIs. Not going to the All-Star game unless, of course, his manager picks him as a reserve, which he will, but he's sixth in voting behind Guys like Carlos Correa, who has had a bad year and hasn't played since April.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, man. The fans are gonna vote for who they like, regardless of how they're doing.
1: I mean, Bryce Harper not having a great year.
2: You know, I mean, like it's there. There are definitely better ways to fix the All Star voting. I think.
1: Like, do you think that fan voting should be removed entirely, or do you think that there's no, ways? You have
2: to have. You have to let the fans have some say. I mean, you could do something along the lines of, like, a third of the votes go to the fans, a third go to, like, you know, the riders and the people who vote for who gets into Cooperstown, and a third could go to, like, other players in the league or managers, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. Especially having the players, they don't want to play. Exactly. So those guys are going to recognize Real. Like, I
1: know managers get the reserve players, which is, like, what, upwards to seven guys now? Even more. Yeah,
2: I mean, there's there's gonna be two or three guys who can't throw or who can't make it or something along those. Someone lines. had, like a
1: start that really can't be used as a roster spot, and they add someone right. up. But, but I
2: think uh, in general, it should. It, I mean, you could. It's an easy change to make too.
1: Like to me, like Rafael Devers at third base should be up there instead of Gio Urshela, and I like I've been watching Gio Urshela all year. He's been a pleasant surprise for the Yankees. Should not yeah, be no, second but- in the AL voting behind Alex Bregman. And Bregman hasn't even had that great of a year offensively. I mean, he has 21 home runs, but his average isn't up. He really hasn't produced as well as he's capable of producing. So I don't know. It is what it is for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Stars are always going to get their vote, and especially now with the fans' vote, meaning pretty much everything. Yeah.
1: Like, the biggest thing there is Aaron Judge being a finalist. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't played at all yeah, He no, played I mean, for three it, weeks I feel
2: like at that point MLB should be like Okay you should have to at least have like a Minimum amount of like plate appearances or games played
1: Who knows Who knows what Alex Cora is going to go with Maybe Z- he'll yeah. go with Austin Romine
0: Yeah they can pick who they want to pick too I all right, well, back And I lost our team against the Yankees I remember back in 98 when uh, Jim Leland was coaching He brought in all his modernist players To kind of like have a Kind of like celebrate the World Series win because they all had left. Yeah, you yeah, got Devon White on the team. He's batting like two forty at the time.
1: <laughs> I could I could see Dave Roberts just picking all of his Dodger reserves. Yeah, get Max Muncy in there. Cody's gonna be there. Get Austin Barnes a few at bats. Um,
2: Jack, the Yankees trying to blow this game. Ten seven. What inning? Bottom of eight. Yeah, you should be fine.
1: 10 Ten seven. What the fuck happened? <laughs>
0: up those runs. That's
1: that bullpen for you, dude. It's either lights out or it's it's like Del. It's literally Dylan and in a in a nutshell with the Yankees bullpen. They'll they'll walk the bases loaded on eleven pitches and then he'll strike out the side on nine.
2: Your boy Holder failing to record now five. Jonathan five. can't hold the
1: can't hold a lead holder.
2: Yeah, Two-one. He's
1: probably the worst person in that bullpen.
0: What's up? What's up with Is He coming back this year?
1: He should be good to go. I think he's going to come back around the same time Severino comes back. But like I was saying, like, Batantis in that bullpen with Ottavino and Britton and Chapman. um, Chad Green. Chad Green, though, he got sent down this year, got called back up. He's been all right since. It's a deadly bullpen. It's
2: like guys like Mike Fulton-Nefich getting sent down. It's You know, like, he was an all-star last year. It's like being a, a kicker in the NFL. It's like... One, two weeks, one, two starts, and then you're you're sitting down and you get a big reality check.
1: I mean, Tommy Canely was lights out for the Yankees in 2017 during that playoff run, was in okay. AAA for most of the year last year, if not all of it. Now he's back this year having a decent year in the bullpen. But when Batances comes back, like I just said, like Batances will walk the bases loaded on 12 pitches and then come out and strike out the side on nine. Like He's just the most unpredictable pitcher when he's out there on the mound. It's has like no control. They
2: want to They want to give the fans a show, and they go out
1: there. I guess. It, yeah, it, it's just a story. It's like a storyline. It's wrestling, dude. It's just a storyline. <laughs> he just riles up the fans' emotions only to, like, give everybody a sigh of relief afterwards. But yeah, we talked about the Dodgers. Uh, three games with the Rockies. Matt Beattie, Will Smith, Alex Verdugo. Three walk-off home runs by three rookies. Never been done before. Uh Yankees continue their hot streak, though they might just blow this game against the Blue Jays. Who really cares at this point? They're 6-1 on the home span. <laughs> like they, they they can afford a loss or two. Albert Pujols returning strong. to St. Louis was insane. A Building erupt at Bush Stadium when he hit that home run. Pete Alonzo's on a tear, though he might get snubbed from the All-Star Game because All-Star Game voting is rigged, and fans really shouldn't be allowed to vote. There should be some regulation, some rules going into that. Here's how I'm going to end this podcast because this is what I do on the O Show. We tell embarrassing stories. I bring on guests and I have them tell embarrassing stories about themselves. Hunter, I'll let you go first.
2: Oh, man. What do you got for me? Or about like, baseball related uh, like from playing? If,
1: I mean, if you want it to be baseball related to Ken, it could be anything you want. Dude. I mean, embarrassing comes in all shapes and forms.
2: Um, going 0 for 4 in a state tournament championship game is pretty embarrassing.
1: That, that's not humiliating. That's not something that you'd be like, oh man, did that just happen?
2: Dang,
0: dude, you, you put me on the spot. That's what I, I do.
1: I put everyone on the spot. Yeah. Lamar, you got anything? Got any stories oh, in yeah.
0: mind? I uh, was playing Killian uh, baseball. I got, had the Jose Canseco thing happen to me. The ball hit off the top of my head, and I was going to. Uh, <laughs> to and fucking. We in the third out, and the
1: three runs came home. That's the most embarrassing thing that happened to
0: me. Ooh. <laughs> Did it hurt? No, I hurt to after. When I hit, hit my head, I was like, oh, shit, i got to find the ball. But,
1: You're feeling head, hurt. It hurt
0: a little bit. It had a nice little knot on the top of my
1: head. <laughs> Must have been a rough car ride home. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. See, that was
2: easy. I know, dude. I... <laughs> I'm
0: really... I'm, I'm drawing
1: blank. Well, I'll give you a little bit more time to think. I'll give you mine. And I've actually told this one on this show before, but it was a long time ago, so I'll tell it again. The time uh, A-Rod walked it on me in a porta potty, it was oh. at Chase Field. It was at Chase Field last Mother's Day, 2018. So the Diamondbacks were playing the Nationals. It was Sunday night baseball. So Rodriguez, Matt Vasgersian, and uh, Jessica Mendoza were doing the call on ESPN. And I was working for the Diamondbacks at the time in um, security. And basically my job for the night was to watch the ESPN Baseball Tonight production truck. Make sure nobody got in, whoever was going out, made sure they had their credential, whatever. And uh, my job at the end of the night was to make sure Alex, Matt, and Jessica got in to the production truck safely without any fans bothering them. So they come by, uh, hold the door for them. I'm like great job, guys. That they, they, they don't respond. Typical. Whatever. It's whatever. Uh, they go in to uh, the production truck. I close the door. So I'm basically like my shift's done at this point. So there's a porta potty like right across from the production truck, and I really gotta, really gotta go to the bathroom. Going to the porta potty, enjoying a nice peaceful piss in the porta potty outside of Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. And of course, like in the back of my head, I'm like, someone's going to walk and There was no lock on the door and nobody knocks anymore. Like it should be common courtesy. Like you should knock before, like some people say you should lock the door. I'm one of those guys that say you should knock on the door first. I feel like that's common courtesy. Anyways, door opens. And of course, I'm just like, uh, someone's like, you know, how like your voice completely changes when someone walks in on you in the bathroom. You're like, ah, someone's in here. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, sorry. And I look, I turn back around. I'm like, holy shit, that was Alex Rodriguez. Like a guy I idolized growing up with the Yankees playing third base just walked in on me while I was taking a piss. I hope he enjoyed it. So I had about like 90 seconds to think like, okay, he's going to be standing out there. What am I going to say? I got to say something clever. Just got to say something that'll be like, oh, funny guy, something. Like just something Good. To break the ice with him. go out there. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Rodriguez. He goes, hey man, at least it wasn't Je- uh, Jennifer. Slaps me on the chest. I look into <laughs> the the Chevy Tahoe, waiting for them because I guess they were off to the next city. There's Jennifer Lopez in the car, just waving awkwardly at me, and I'm just like, damn, that's weird.
0: Wow, that's
2: a great story. That's how you damn. tell a, story. That's a good story.
1: I gave you time, Hunter. See. All right, so Me and thing Lamar thing are producing really great content on this show. You better not disappoint.
2: Um, <laughs> the only thing that comes to mind when I like, related to baseball is, I, I don't know, I was probably like seven or eight at the time. I had just got done with a game, and um, so like at the park where I play, I played at this park like T-ball through uh, like, so I was like 14, 15, and there's this like big hill that you go up and down like after every game. And, like, we had just finished up, and I was, like, walking with my team, like, back to, uh, like, the parking lot our cars. And so, like, you know, we were going home for the night. We had school the next day. And I just, I don't remember what it was, but I was, like, I was trying to be, like, the funny guy. And I just with, still had my cleats on, didn't have, like, another pair of shoes to change into. I slip on the top of the step and just, like, crumble down, like, like 30 steps and just ate it, had to get stitches in my eyebrow. It was Was it
1: uh, legitimately 30 steps?
2: I mean, it was like.
1: Like you were going down like Peter Griffin, just like flopping yeah, on top it, of. It felt like 300. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like Luis Castillo did that with the Mets in the clubhouse after a game. Like cracked his skull open.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily, I wasn't hurt too bad. But yeah, no, it could have been bad.
1: It could have been worse.
2: Definitely could have been worse.
1: Like the twins. Could like have
2: been walked in on a <laughs> porta potty by A Rod. <laughs>
1: yeah it, that could have happened but it didn't so you should be happy the
2: story, man. Yeah,
1: yeah i mean that that one stands among the rest for me like I, i'll tell that story like i'll tell my grandkids that story one day alex rodriguez saw papa's wing boys and girls
2: <laughs> oh yeah no you you break that story out at any barbecue you're the you're the man
1: i'm, I'm gonna be the life of the party but uh this was—I don't even know what episode this was. Number one show of O's, the O Show podcast with Jack O'Hara, Hunter Shelton, and Lamar Fields from Belly Up Sports. You check us out on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, and wherever the hell, hell you guys get your podcasts. It's been fun, boys. Thanks for joining us here on this Belly Up Baseball edition of the O Show podcast. Hit it, Hootie.